as was referred to earlier on in uh, Father Joshua Caswell's talk, July 13, 1917, the third apparition of Our Lady uh, to the children of Fatima. Our Lady appeared just as she did before, as you know the narrative. But this time there was a sadness about the Lady. And when Mary opened her hands, it was not this time heaven's warmth that was manifested, but the fires of hell. The three children were frightened, but they were consoled by the fact that Mary told the children they would be going to heaven. They also saw the demons in hell and the souls of people suffering in hell. Mary told the children, you have seen hell where poor sinners go, and it is to prevent this that God is establishing in the world devotion to my Immaculate Heart. The children were deeply shaken by the vision, but especially little Jacinta. Jacinta has kept saying, I don't want anyone to go to hell. And Jacinta, as we know from her life, spent her short life praying for the conversion of sinners. So no one should ever go to hell. So may I recommend to each and every one of us, you don't want to go there. <laughs> Some of you are not chuckling. <coughs> You've come today to Mary's house to greet her and to ask many things of her, as children are accustomed to asking many things of their mothers. The exercise of prayer looms large in all of our lives. We pray constantly for a variety of intentions. Uh, people asking us to pray for this or that intention Prayer in times of emergency and not so desperate times. We act as intercessors on behalf of our children and family members that God would help us correct things and ensure peace and good health and goodwill in and for our individual lives and families. We never run out of things for which to offer prayer. Indeed, many of us are prayer warriors. We never toot our own horns about this, of course. Much of this is done quietly and without telling those whom we are praying for, and rightly so. I trust that you have found God's intervention and answer to the many prayers that you have sent to the throne of Almighty God through his mother and favorite saints, such that we are always confident that prayer is working in our lives. I'm reminded particularly about the intercessory power of Mary, the mother of God. She has appealed to us with her visits to the Fatima children to raise up prayer for the causes of conversion in our lives and those around us. 
for governments and powers that be that control the world and our forces for peace or tragedy throughout the world, Our Lady seems to have visited us each time precisely at the threshold of great conflicts going on in the world. Conflicts that have erupted. So Mary counts on us, and in turn, we can count on her. I bid you try to work through melancholy and the weight of suffering and disappointment in life to see God working in your lives through means of your prayer. When we meditate upon Mary, pregnant and not finding a place to stay before the birth of the Savior, we can think about giving Mary an open invitation to stay with us and to make her home in our homes. We can indicate this Marian faith of ours by having a statue or a picture or some artistic rendition of our mother displayed in our home, like we do with framed photos and other family members who enjoy our affection. Mary brings with her some companions, namely her divine son, her divine spouse, the Holy Spirit, and her divine father, God the Father. Therefore, by inviting Mary into our homes in a very real way, we are also making room for the Holy Trinity to abide with our loved ones. It is the most natural sight to see a mother cradling her infant in her arms. And in a similar way, it's almost assumed that if Mary is present, her divine son is also present. She took care of him as a child. She stood by him in his passion and death. She went once again to his side at her assumption, and now the two are united in a heavenly embrace. She will no longer be separated from her son. So when we invite Mary into our homes, she brings Jesus. Our homes are sanctified by their presence, like the cave in Bethlehem on that night, that first night that we call Holy Night. Whether or not you sense the support of your spouse or your children or grandchildren, friends, uh, let me recommend that you personally consecrate your family and grandchildren to Our Lady. We pray for them, yes. Uh, we should also hand them over to Mary by way of a consecration. We think these consecrations are the duties of other kinds of people who dress like I do. But this can be arranged with family members together or done privately without a, them even knowing, whichever you deem is best. As heads of your households, it really is your duty to hand your family and your extended family over to the, the embrace of our God and his mother. I believe the various consecrations the popes in recent years have made to Mary, the mother of God, on behalf of the church and behalf of the world have worked a great, 
good that we are unable to calculate in our times. We are used to seeing the Pope hand over to Mary the situation of the world for her guidance and protection. Similarly, I trust the value and the merit of a family consecration made to Mary, the Mother of God, attached to your frequent prayer to her, can go a long way with the conversion and the change and the family harmony that we so ardently desire and pray for. This week, of course, the weekday masses have taken texts from the Old Testament and have described the family dramas, if not the soap operas, of our first ancestors in the faith. And this particular week, it is Joseph and his brothers and the terrible things that they did to him. And telling their father that he was dead and eaten up by wild animals. That's an awful thing to do to a father or a mother. But as the texts move on in the course of the week, you notice there was a reconciliation. Uh, Joseph did not take vengeance on his brothers for what they did to him. But he invited them to come to Egypt where he was as a lieutenant of the Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, where they would have comfort and peace and serenity and food lest they starve. And then, of course, there's this big, powerful scene a couple days ago when Jacob sees his son Joseph after many years and falls on his neck, embraces him, and kisses him. When you read the Bible, the Old Testament describes for us many of these kinds of human dramas on how God works through not only heroism, but he works through function and dysfunction in order to make himself real in the lives of people. And all of this moves up to this covenant that God makes with his people, such that he would be their God and they would be his people. But people have a tendency to mess things up. Then we get to the New Testament. The New Testament might be characterized as being a book of instruction the lessons and the parables from the Gospels of Jesus and the wise counsel given to us in these letters of St. Paul that circled the first churches in the Mediterranean region. Old Testament, New Testament, put together they are meant to somehow get us to the threshold of God in the end. God works through function and dysfunction as well as heroism. And all of that is found in our families. Uh, that occasions our prayers for our loved ones. Constant prayer for our loved ones. Christ grows in our hearts and our families. The Holy Spirit continually pours forth the divine love and grace of Christ into our hearts. And the Blessed Mother constantly intercedes for and mediates those graces to us in a delicate and tender way. Mary shares in the victory which Christ won for us on the cross. She has been elevated as queen of heaven and earth. And so she comes to us as a merciful and compassionate mother. She will help to secure the necessary 
victories in our daily battles. It is her maternal heart which makes the greatest impact on our families, helping us with the works of reconciliation and formation which are continually before us and are the subjects of our constant worry for our children and grandchildren. So she will aid us and protect us like a mother. She will teach us to be tender-hearted. She will teach us to be good and faithful children of God, better husbands and wives, better mothers and fathers, better brothers and sisters, better grandparents, better family members and friends. There are prayer models uh, for such a consecration of our families to Mary that you can find in various prayer books that you can pick up from religious good stores. Or you can compose your own consecratory prayer with words unique from your heart. And Mary will hear your prayer. I'm reminded of uh, St. Teresa of Calcutta where she says, if you ever feel distress during your day, call upon Our Lady. Just say this simple prayer. Mary, Mother of Jesus, please be a mother to me now. Unquote. I must admit, she says, this prayer has never failed me. I composed a, co a possible consecratory prayer of a family to Mary's Immaculate Heart And it goes like this. Mother Mary, Queen of the Most Holy Rosary, I renew this day my consecration to you and to your Immaculate Heart. Please accept me, my dear mother, and use me as you wish to accomplish your designs upon the world. I am all yours, my mother, my queen, and all that I have is yours. I hand over to you, particularly this day, my family, my spouse, my children, my grandchildren. As you bring such a motherly regard for the situation of your children here on earth and for the situation of the world within which they live, I too share with you my motherly regard for my family. Be a mother to me as you are to me. Preserve them in the faith and hope with your son, our Lord Jesus Christ. Keep them safe with their comings and goings. I pray you spare my family the wiles of the world and those distractions which can so easily detour them from the path of the kingdom of heaven with you and your son. Bless our homes. May they be havens of joy and peace and mutual love, always in imitation of your family, who with Joseph, your faithful spouse, and our Lord Jesus, your family is such a model for all Christian families. Everything in you, O Mother, leads us toward your Son, our Savior, by whose foreseen merits you were preserved, immaculate and full of grace. Everything in you lifts up our hearts to the praise of the Holy Trinity. Amen. And in those references is in the prayer that our female, a father, a husband, can also interject these same words. 
just a model. You can choose your own words, but set out to do the same for your families, our families, the one family of God.